welcome to the Eclectic Collection. Today is episode 38. It's all Greek to me. There are quite a few Greek gods, and mythology is just something that I've always thought was cool and been interested in. Read the book years ago, um, English class, like probably everybody else did, and I just always thought it was neat, um, the stories that went behind him. So I'll talk a little bit uh, here and there about some of the more popular and specific ones as we go along in some episodes. But I thought it would be nice to start from the very beginning as to who is who, uh, literally, or who is whom, um, in this scenario because we have Greek gods and Roman gods, and even though they're the same person, a lot of people get them confused. I feel like the Greek uh, is more popular, but the Romans sometimes can be interchangeable and just who is who in the story. It's a, it's a who's who of gods, if you will, uh, little g. And talking about that, uh, uh, what they are known for, and maybe some um, things that go with them in terms of icons and um, what their famous background is. So I, I think I first got hooked with Clash of the Titans back in the, I think it was 1980, Burgess Meredith and um, Harry Hamlin. Although they have remade that, I think Sam Worthington, and it's it's okay, it's cool. I'm not gonna lie, but I really. I really dug the original better. So if you like Clash of the Titans or that was kind of neat to you, I find myself saying, unleash the Kraken all the time when somebody's angry that I'm in the room with. Uh, there's just a lot of characters that come into play. So these are really just focusing on the gods that lived in Mount Olympus um, above the Ethereum, as they like to call it, which was considered the heavens. So Zeus, of course, we kind of start there. Zeus is a.k.a. Jupiter in the Roman, so I'll be giving the Greek first and then the Roman. So Zeus is known as Jupiter in, in Roman world. God of the sky, he's the chief deity, and the lightning bolt and the eagle are generally symbols of his. So when you think of the whole like crashing lightning, uh, it's usually Zeus. Um, he was the, the the king, if you will, of the gods, the chief god. Hera, uh, his sister, we'll talk more about that later, also known as Juno, typically known for women, marriage, and childbirth. Athena, also known as Minerva, was the goddess of war, handicraftsmanship, that's quite a word, uh, practical reasoning. Uh, you might say she was the MacGyver of the situation, or the MacGyveress, as the case may be, because following her up is Ares, aka Mars, and also the god of war and spirit of battle. So he'd be the war cry, if you will, as well as uh, the actual... Uh, reasoning behind the war, but she would be more handling the actual war. Uh, so they make an interesting couple. Uh, Aphrodite, which in Roman terms would be Venus, love, beauty, and all things of the uh, the fairness uh, of people, if you will. Apollo, known as Phoebus in uh, Roman times, uh, divine distance, meaning making mortals aware of their guilt. Um, he was just the person that uh, made you kind of have a conscience and think about what you may have done uh, correctly or not. And a lot of times um, he was the intermediary between mortals and Mount Olympus. He sort of spoke for the people and translated, if you will, into God speak. And then the gods would relay a message to him and he would speak in a way that mortals could understand. Then we have Helios, um, also known as Sol, as in not just that cool little Kia 
vehicle with the hamsters, but uh, no. Helios, meaning sun, uh, he's the sun god, also known as a titan, one of the bigger gods, titan being large. He generally was known as a uh, chariot wielder who would go from east to west every day, uh, often in a big chariot, like pulling a big cup that he would stand in. So uh, when you say of a heliocentric universe, the same idea appeals that, uh, that a, a sun-centered universe, which took them a long time to come upon because people thought the Earth was flat, people thought that uh, the universe revolved around Earth. All not true, despite what some people may still argue. Uh, following that up was Artemis. Artemis, also known as Diana, she was the goddess of hunting, um, wild animals, vegetation, and chastity. It's quite a, a conglomerate of things there, and they're sort of all over the place, but um, the hunt, if you will, that's really the, the big key there. Selene, um, also known in some circles in Roman as a different Diana, but also known as Luna, which makes more sense to me because Luna, based on the Latin, is moon, and she's the moon goddess. Um, typically worshipped during new and full moons, but uh, some name crossover there. But again, I would go with Luna because obviously that, uh, even in Spanish and Italian, would equate to this day. Hermes, he's quite the character. Also known as Mercury. Um, very big uh, list for him. Luck, um, wealth, uh, languages, travel, sleep, which makes no sense to me, but okay. <laughs> um, track, as in not just the sport, but also tracking. No accident that the FTD uh, floral people use the winged foot to say that you could track their package and get the flowers there faster. Um, he's also the patron of shepherds. He uh, is the patron of thieves, and he invented the liar, um, L-Y-R-E, not your liar as in not telling me the truth, but the musical instrument, and he was the messenger of Mount Olympus. So that winged foot came into play because he was always racing so fast back and forth to and fro uh, Mount Olympus because he was delivering the messages from the gods. So he had quite a big laundry list of things that he was in charge of. Hades, also known as Pluto, was the god of the underworld. And the word itself indicates unseen. And it also can mean the giver of wealth. So it makes sense because if he was in the the underworld, generally the behind-the-scenes guy, not seen, but um, kind of like playing off of Fortune's Wheel, as I've mentioned in uh, different uh, circles before, pardon the pun, about the wheel in the sky or having a uh, luck. So if you brag about it, you end up on the, the destitute part of things, and if you're sad and you're upset about how little you have, then Fortune's Wheel will spin to uh, give you more wealth and more prosperity. So... Um, always in motion, fortune's wheel, kind of a play on that. And the underworld had a lot to do with that. It kind of saw um, your circumstance and could put you back in motion in that wheel in the sky, which is constantly uh, moving. Dionysus, also known as Bacchus, is the god of wine and pleasure. I think he got a pretty good gig, I'm not going to lie. Um, so he's always pictured uh, with grapes or uh, goblet or some sort of a wine cup. Um then we move into Hephaestus, also known as Vulcan, the fire god, but patron of craftsmen 
and he's more on the volcanic side of things. So um, his workshop was literally a volcanic workshop, and I know they've played off of this in a lot of movies recently, uh, certainly with Thor when they went to the uh, forge to try and find the new axe and things like that. You see this uh, play around a lot, forged in fire, that kind of idea. So it was using the power of the volcanoes to make whatever um, uh, craftsman tool in order for living and or war. Hestia, also known as Vesta, uh, is the goddess of the hearth and protector of home and state. I find that interesting because, again, on modern day, when you think about um, Wonder Woman and Gal Gadot wields this uh, lanyard and the lasso, and she says, you know, I command you by Hestia, uh, which is a whole play on the Amazons and the ancient Greek goddesses that they're confined to this uh, uh, island. I would have thought more with truth, but it's more protection. So that makes sense because those Amazons are supposed to be the protectors. But it's really hearth and home, so... Um, security for your home, if you will. But she always says, I command you by Hestia. Demeter, also known as Ceres in Roman, another god of agriculture, grain, and bread, specifically grains for some reason, um, really an outside kind of a guy, and not uh, a person that would um, be involved in the war side of things, but more in the day-to-day -day living and, and uh, provisions, if you will. Poseidon, everybody knows him, also known as Neptune, he was the god of sea and waters, but also horses and earthquakes, which that's a little lesser known. Um, he had a lot of talents. He could shapeshift, obviously wielding the mighty triton, um, had the trident all the time, um, and he had a lot more power than most of the other gods um, and always had the ability to manipulate not just the seas but the creatures within so you might say a modern day aquaman um heracles aka hercules so it's interesting the greek spelling is a little bit off compared to the roman spelling but they're so similar compared to a completely different name in the most of these situations uh he is the god of strength and heroes so when you think about james campbell and the hero's journey and that concept of every man going forward to whatever their quest is you generally think of Hercules. You know, he had to go do this thing and so much stuff gets in his way. So that's your, your classic hero. And, and we as Americans just love a good underdog hero story. Um, Eros, which would be Cupid in Roman world. Everybody knows that guy. So carnal love, if you will, arrow to the heart. He could make people fall in love with you and just uh, give you a zing with the heart with an arrow and then you would fall in love with that person. And... Uh, Last but not least, um, we have our last two follow-ups. Persephone, um, also known as uh, Proserpina, is a goddess of agricultural, uh, all things agricultural. Um, again, with the grain, with all that grain, I guess, because it was uh, plentiful from the ground in order, again, for provisions for people to survive. And she ruled the underworld with Hades. She was his wife. So it's... Um, rumored that the seasons came about after she was allegedly kidnapped so Hades would like take her back to the underworld and like she would make these cameos and I guess they showed up four times a year because the seasons were attributed to her appearances or not and last but not least they can't be wrong Nike also known um, as uh, Victoria meaning victory 
So we have that idea of Nike, just do it, um, which is a great capitalized slogan for the last 50 years. And, uh, you know, literally victory. So being able to um, overcome whatever the, the thing may be. And that's a big, uh, a big shoe to fill. So th those are just some gods. I'd say like the basic 20, if you will. Of course, there's more, but they are both the Greek and Roman names. A couple things that um, I just want to point out. Zeus, Poseidon, Demeter, Hera, Hestia, and Hades were all siblings and all children of Kronos and Rhea. They were the parents. And Kronos, you think, god of time. So there's a whole backstory there. Talk about an ungrateful child. But <laughs> those, those guys were together. So those were the, uh, the big six, if you will. And they uh, had a little bit more power uh, than, than others, and they kind of ran the show. So they were all um, children of Kronos and, and Rhea, and it's worth mentioning. The other thing that comes up a lot, just again in terms of quick uh, modern-day example, I always liked the band Styx. Well, the River Styx was supposedly the separation between our world and the underworld. And Sharon was the gatekeeper, if you will. He was the ferryman that you had to pay to get across from the earthly side to the underworld side. And very often you see um, coins placed over the eyelids of the dead so that when Sharon came to collect, if you will, kind of a grim reaper, but not quite, he would take that payment to cross the body over to the underworld. And if there wasn't a payment, then that person was left to wander, kind of lost in between zones. You see a nod to this in the Matrix when uh, Neo is shot, and then in the end, he's sort of in a coma, but not. You can't get from the trainman area. Um, a nod to uh, Johnny Depp in, in the movie From Hell. He is uh, talking about Jack the Ripper. The whole movie is centered on Jack the Ripper, and he uh, puts coins in his hand for his partner to find in, in the end of the movie, and he places them over his eyes because he would do that throughout the victim's all throughout the uh, the movie. So again, just some modern day examples where you would see this, but I just always had an affinity for the band Sticks. However, that's where it came from. So it's kind of neat um, that you would think about a separation of uh, one side to the other, and that's that's how you got there, the ferryman, if you will. So these are just some uh, explanations of what you probably see a lot of. They uh, use uh, different names for things or references with everything in uh, Greek and Roman mythology, and it's commonplace in our world, but maybe you didn't stop to think about where it came from or how that background originated. If you liked what you heard, then please give us a listen at eclecticcollectionpodcast.com, or you could certainly listen to us on your preferred platform. I'd like to give a quick plug to take a look at our newest, latest, and greatest YouTube channel, Mysterious Morsels which I don't talk enough about and should. So if you like my content, then you probably get a kick out of this and you'll see a little more of the visual stylistics of my wonderful sound engineer, Kevin, who puts everything together because we all know I am incapable. So therefore, <laughs> take a look at Mysterious Morsels when you have time and that is on YouTube and hopefully we'll be back with much more content that you can absorb and have fun at cocktail parties with that you could share and say, hey, you know what I heard the other day? with no background Googling necessary. I'm Terry Tenaglia. Thanks for listening.